What's good, everyone? Welcome back to My First Kicks. This is episode 154, and this week we welcome Marcus Edmonds to the podcast. If you aren't familiar with him, he is one half of Critical Lace Theory and one third of OSD Live or OSD. Uh, you may know OSD from previous guest Sean Williams and also D Wells. So it's a big, huge honor to have Marcus on. We talk about his time in the DMV and also moving to New York City. We talk about his work in sneakers, his... I mean, if you go to his page, which I'm pretty sure you will after you follow me, you'll see that this man has been... It's a familiar, He's a familiar face. You've seen a model for some great brands, some brands that we all wear. Uh, he's got some good content on his page i mean recently he met up with dj red alert and you know me as a hip-hop head that is dope as hell so you know a lot of podcasts i just want to jump into you know just this this intro is going to be a little bit short as well but i wanted to talk about the crazy year that i had with this podcast and it's just wild that this is an episode that's coming out right before the new year and usually a lot of podcasts take this week off for Christmas and New Year's, but I wanted to consistently be consistent, which is hilarious to say, but consistently be consistent with the podcast. So as you notice, we, I did not miss a whole a, a day, a week, uh, this whole year. I am very proud of myself for that. And also starting a new job, I will hope to continue this streak. So, you know, with me doing everything, booking, producing the podcast, I try to just be as consistent as possible. So you may see me slack on the socials. You may see me slack on creating content. And if you see that, once you see me post, please, 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 I implore you to please repost it because I don't have a huge reach and this podcast is nothing without you, y'all the listeners. Um, and with more list people listening, the better the guests get. And you know, Marcus is a great guest. Sean Williams, he hit me with the alley-oop, thought he would be a great guest, and we chop it up on here, and it's a fun time. So I do want to say, I don't know if the end of the year top 10 sneakers, top five sneakers episode will happen. I do have to go back to talking to AD Sneaks about, you know, maybe next steps with that, but it's because mostly because I've been just too busy or I needed just a break from creating content. So especially with this new job, like I just recently said, it's just a, a, everything has been a little bit harder because I'm not at home as often as I would like to be in order to get stuff out. So it is what it is, but you're always going to get podcast every week, every Friday, eight o'clock. You already know. So Speaking of which, let's just jump into the episode with me and Marcus. But here you can find Marcus at Black B L A C K Gatsby World G A T S B Y W O R L D Black Gatsby World. And he is also part of OSD. So if you aren't familiar with OSD, Obsessive Sneaker Disorder, it's a great, great, great program that D Wells and Sean put together. And start it was the one of the original, or I think they are the original first sneaker podcasts. They do a lot of things to help people get into sneakers because it's not just about designing the sneakers. You can do many other things in order to get into the business. And Marcus is part of that group. 
trying to get more people into the business of around sneakers. I don't know if it's like of sneakers, but it's also around sneakers because sneakers is encompassing everything, you know, it's encompassing, it's encompassing this podcast. It's encompassing conversations when you go on a stroll and you stop somebody like there's many ways you can get into sneakers and OSD will help you get in there. So that's a plug for that. And you know where to find your boy. I am who is Haas on all social medias. Follow the podcast on my first kicks pod, follow the podcast, subscribe and follow the podcast, the podcast on TikTok and YouTube. Hit that thumbs up because it helps. If you're watching this right now on YouTube, because I cut off the video feed on Apple. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, hit it right now, please. It will help me tremendously and hit that subscribe button. Also, yeah, boy needs them subscribers so we can get monetized. So on to this week's guest, Marcus Edmonds. Oh, and everybody, happy new year. Hey, Marcus, welcome to the podcast. What's going on, son? How you doing, brother? Uh, yo, pleasure to have you on. Yo, shout out to Sean, uh, former guest Sean. You know, OSD Live hooked hooked it up. Um, yeah. It's funny because so you're coming in. Your episode is going to be after Leo's episode. He because uh, of, of Sean's episode, I got to talk to Leo from Sold okay. Out in, in New Jersey. Right. And so this is just like you know, full. So I'm getting. I'm I'm going to have the whole OSD uh, universe on, on here Man. eventually. Man. <laughs> the, whole, the whole OSD army. I love that. And, and uh, shout out to Sean. <laughs> Definitely shout out to Leo. You know. Definitely good family shout out to right D. there. Yeah, shout out to D oh, in yeah. Houston right now. You know, you know, mm-hmm. we 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 formed together. You know, to make OSD. Um, you know, but uh, but yeah, man, it's a pleasure to be here again. Thanks for having me. No, yeah, and then for people who aren't familiar with you, how about you introduce yourself? Yeah, for sure. So, my name is Marcus. Uh, born and raised in the DMV, Northern Virginia, to be specific. Um, mm-hmm. Sneaker lover since goodness, forever. Um, but, uh, now I live here in, uh, New York, been here in New York for eight years. They tell me I have to make it to 10 before I become like a New Yorker or whatever, but you know, I'm forever DMV, you know, I love where I'm at right now, but you know, I know home is where the heart is and, and all that good stuff. So, and, and yeah, no, you, know, you have to have cool. a Wu-Tang story, <laughs> right? Right. That makes you a New Yorker. Well, listen, <laughs> I, I, I got I got plenty of stories about my my journey to New York, so you know, we can, uh-huh. we, we we can certainly dive into that. But uh, yeah, man, you know, everything is good, and um, you know, I'm just just looking forward to you know connecting with you and talking about these these shoelaces, you know, these these kicks, you know what I mean, <laughs> all that, all that, all that yeah. stuff. So yeah, nah, yeah, I mean, like like I said, huge honor, and you know we could just jump right into it i'm gonna ask you the question that i ask everybody each week mm. and that question is what's your first kicks what's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have mm. yeah man you know it's, it's a tough question but and maybe i'll be showing mm-hmm. a little bit of my age but you know whatever it, it is what it is but for me it was the uh the concords when they very first came okay. out right so you know we're talking mm-hmm. 1995 and you know what i mean mm-hmm. like at the time that shoe was just so so different right from a from a basketball shoe perspective um you know i mm-hmm. so me being from the dmv a lot of people would say oh well you know you wanted to have them because jordan you know wore that wore that shoe and and there was a lot of hype around it but what really put me over the top is mm-hmm. you know i grew up as a big georgetown hoya fan 
and you know you had mm -hmm. Victor Page, obviously Allen Iverson, Othella Harrington, Patrick Ewing, Pat, you know all that, right? But but this team, uh, the ninety five ninety six team, they had the Kente cloth Georgetown uniforms, and then they all wore mm. the Concords, right? So for me, being a Hoyas fan, mm. watching AI, watching Victor Page, watching Othella Harrington, like just drop buckets in that shoe, I was like, wait a minute, like, I have to have those. So, you know, begged my father, you know, tremendously, so much, you know what I mean? He finally mm -hmm. broke down and we went over to World Foot Locker, man. And, and, and it, like, you know, when, when the shoes, when, when they brought them out the back, mind you, you know what I mean? You didn't have to go in the first day and get them. You can go a week after they came out. You know what I mean? It just was, it was, it was a different yeah. time and it, it just, I don't know, it was like mm -hmm. opened up that, that, that box it was like a pot of gold that just was just looking at me. And I was staring at that. And, and it, it was funny because, you know, my, my pops was like, yo, you, you actually going to play basketball? And you know, this is your only basketball shoe, right? Like, we're not getting like, you yeah. know, second and third pair of shoes or whatever. But for me, that was that was everything, mm -hmm. you know, played in them. Um, and like, that was a special shoe for me, you know, so. I got to give it up to, to the Hoyas for, for that being their team shoe. And that's what put me over the top. Like, I just had to have it. Had to have it. Man. Oh, yo. So I've never seen that part. But for the listeners, let me give a little rundown of the OG story for the Concours uh, that released in 1995. Let's see. Here we go. So, uh, the Air Jordan 11 OG Concord. From 1995 was the first colorway of the Jordan 11 to hit stores in November 9th of 1995, mm -hmm. which was marketed with the iconic 100-foot dunk commercial. The OG version features a Kodura ballistic nylon construction with black patent leather making up a full coverage mud guard. It rests on a lightweight phylon midsole with a full-length air sole unit, a carbon fiber spring plate, and a translucent outsole. And I would say it's definitely one of the most iconic Jordans of all time. I would say mm -hmm, like it's up mm -hmm. there for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and, and this is coming from somebody that does not like 11s. So. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. So I need to know why you don't like 11s. And that's like a popular thing, right? Everyone, everyone seems to shit on 11s. You know what I mean? But you know, yeah. I mean, listen, this is, this has been my sentiment for a while like okay. so I, i've told the story on here a bunch of times so i'll give you a little a little shorter version of it okay. um so i went to go i finally was able to win a pair of 11s uh, okay. when you know footlockers doing the raffles and stuff and yep. finally making my own money and okay. i go i i go to footlocker and they're like okay you won the raffle but you got to wait on this line before you mm -hmm. get them i mm -hmm. wait on this line for six hours and I get a pair of the Columbia 11s, right? Yeah, Columbia 11s. Yep, yep, and yep. because I waited six hours, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'm hype, whatever. This is my first right. 11. You feel accomplished. Like, you know what I mean? Finally right. get them. I got my kicks. Yeah. Yep. I, I get home. I put them on. I'm like, man, these are heavy. These hurt my feet. <laughs> and... <laughs> and it's just it's just like i guess the combination of like waiting so long when i when it was supposed to be like it felt like it was supposed to be like all right you just come in and you come out like you know you win right. the raffle i'm supposed to only right. be there for like 30 40 minutes or whatever yeah, and, and it was a combination of that that waiting 
Yeah. And then mm-hmm. that waiting. And then also just like just being un uh like unsatisfied by like the first feel that I got from the shoe and then it just kind of soured me on it. So that was that's like now I use them as snow boots. I still have the I still have them. Oh, you're real bold. Walking around in the snow in, in Columbia. <laughs> Man, sheesh. Like see Yeah. See that that surprises me. Like that that definitely wouldn't be my like snow boot or like, you know, inclement weather shoe, but you know, but you still have them. You still have them. Yeah, yeah, I still have them because I don't. I only wear them once a year. Okay, so so are they are they are they dogged right now at this point? Because because of being Uh, throughout, or are you only wearing them? I could probably wipe them. Yeah, I could probably rock them for like like if I clean them up, I I could I could probably get a good fit off with them. They're not that crazy. I feel you. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I think. People have like a love and hate relationship with, with, with 11s just in general. Um, I mean, look, they only drop one a year, it seems like, right? It's usually around the holidays. I mean, you know, I think last couple of years they, they dropped, you know, a couple more sporadically out the year. But it's not it's not an overly done or heavily collab shoe, which I think is a good thing. But I think I think it's also a misunderstood shoe. You know what I mean? I think that that was, you know, certainly a change in the times. But, but yeah, for me, like, that was the first shoe that I said, wow, like, I had to have it. And it's funny because, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you, you always got to think about, like, when you have something new, there's other kids that are just make fun of you because they don't know what it is, right? And so I'm playing basketball in this shoe. And a couple of my friends that are on the team with me are like, you know, you, you playing in tap dancing shoes. Like, what, what kind of basketball shoes are those? Like, you know, no, normal basketball shoes are supposed to be high tops. It's supposed to be all black. It's supposed to, you know, have the flight mm-hmm. on the tongue. Like, like what what is this? You know what I mean? So so it was almost like this, this like, beautiful eyesore, um, but, 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 but just so elegant at the same time. So, yeah, like, I, I, I can never get away from, from, from that story, man. And um, I dogged him out. You know, I, I swear the um, the patent leather on those specifically. I don't know how I walked in them or how I played in them, but man, they just crease so badly. Mm-hmm. They crease so badly. So by like the oh, summertime, yeah. you know, I was just like, shit, like these don't look as good anymore. Because then I would go to I went to a basketball camp. Actually, I went to Georgetown basketball camp, and that was like a fashion show mm-hmm. as much as it was, you know, a basketball camp where you're supposed to learn, you know, the you know learn to uh, be a better basketball player. And I've seen all these kids with, with, with their mm-hmm. concords on. I'm like, yo, did y'all just buy these like yesterday? Like, like what is going on? And then like, that was like the beginning for me is like, nah, like you, you maybe you want to have like two basketball shoes. You know what I mean? Maybe you want to have one that you rock and then another that you play in and all that kind of stuff. So I just remember that mm-hmm. time and you know how, how special it was for me. But yeah, I would say, you know, that's, the, that's gotta be, I was gonna say that's gotta be like the most pivotal moment for you to like that you probably took that home with you and were like I gotta do it. I, now I gotta have two shoes right these kids don't know what's happening at they school don't know now. they don't they don't know what's <laughs> happening my mom was like let me tell you something you are not about to have like three pair of basketball shoes at one time like you only play in one you know but 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 yeah you know so so for me I had to say like you know it was uh you know the Concords um for sure was. Like that first shoe that I just like, oh, I gotta have it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, what was 
like high school like for you after that because you know you talked about your progression into just that basketball camp and i mean did you play ball into high school and did that did. like going to camps like that and all and like were you just like next level because of it like what was your your what was sneakers for you during that time um I mean, so, you know, during that time, obviously, I just mentioned the the Concords, you know, another shoe that stuck out to me, I'm thinking about like my sneaker memory, just seeing it for the first time was um, uh, the Royal Foam Posits, right? And, and the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, Mike Bibby played played in them in, in the national championship as a freshman, like him and Miles mm-hmm. Simon at Arizona. And, um, you know, seeing that shoe, and, and it's funny, like another... Uh, like basketball camp story is, you know, we all knew that the phone posits were coming out and people were talking about how like this mm-hmm. shoe was going to be the most expensive shoe of all time. And, you know, we just couldn't really wrap our heads around it. But funny enough, um, the person that I saw wearing it at basketball camp was this kid. We called him Frenchie. Okay. I didn't know why we called him Frenchie, mm-hmm. but we just did. Everyone was like, yo, that's Frenchie. Okay. All right. So we call him Frenchie. Everyone got a nickname right at camp. So, so, so everyone. <laughs> what was your nickname? What was your nickname? I though? didn't have a nickname. I did not have a nickname, you know, what? You know, they, or, or at least I don't remember. <laughs> at least I don't remember. But I remember his nickname was, was Frenchie. Right. So, so we, we sitting down uh-huh. and, and, you know, uh, camp counselors talking to us about whatever, whatever. And, and everyone, they couldn't even pay attention because Frenchie, had these phone posits on and they were like, yo, this shoe costs $180. And we were just like, you know, you thought that he had a million dollar basketball shoe on, never seen him play, but he had all the clout, all the clout. And then, you know, he was a pretty good basketball player, you know, uh, come to find out the reason why Mm -hmm. they called him Frenchie is because his father was a professional tennis player, a French tennis player, clearly. Right. (laughs) And, you know, yeah. time goes on, you know, we're hooping all week. He's playing in the in the blue foams and, you know, people are getting at him like, oh, like mm-hmm. he thinks he's good. He's not that good. But, you know, he, he was a decent player. So years later, years later, I'm uh, watching ESPN and some like high school, you know, showcase ends up being uh, Joe yeah. Kim Noah. So. I was going to say, was it right. Joe Kim Noah? It was Joe Kim Noah. <laughs> it was Joe Kim Noah. So that's crazy. It's this crazy mind fuck. I'm like, and I hit my boy, right, who would go on to all these camps. And my, uh-huh. my boy Taylor, hopefully he'll, he'll watch this because he remembers this. Like, he'll vouch for me. He was like, yo, that, that's Frenchie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, Frenchie's like 6'11 now. He about to get, he about to go to uh, University of Florida, you know, and he wins <laughs> go two national league. championships. Yeah. So, like, you know, I wasn't nearly that good to be on that level of playing basketball. But when I think back to sneaker memories, I'm thinking of um, obviously the Concords and, and me being in basketball camp with, with Joe Kim Noah when, when, when we're kids, right? And, and he, he's the first person, first kid I ever saw like hooping in, in blue phone pods like in real life, you know? Um, so, yeah, you know, like, I mean, around that era, like a lot of things that inspire me is just like, you know, Nike basketball. Um, you know, mm-hmm. played in the uh the Air Pippin twos. Um, you know, great shoe. I thought the leather quality on them was was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. you know, hoop hooped in a lot of different stuff. Obviously, Jays. Um, I remember high school. I played in in sixteens. So you know, that was cool. The Midnight Navy sixteens. Um, your your school didn't have like a specific 
like, oh, this is the team shoe? So, you know, it's funny. We did, um, but we didn't have to. We didn't have to wear it. Um, so mm. it was it was and one. And, um, you know, I wasn't really feeling the shoe. What? I was like, I was like, I was like, no, nah, I want these 16s. I want I want these 16s. So, you know, I, I got a pair of 16s and they matched the jersey. So, so, so that's, that's what I played in, you know, but um, yeah. I mean, so. You don't want to end up like Marbury getting your ankle turned in. Uh, Bruh, no, no. Know? Vince Carter with the Thai cheese. Was it, right, it was Vince right. Carter with the Thai cheese, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's funny. Vince, he, he really bounced around before he found his footing, right? Cause he played in Pumas. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously at UNC, mm-hmm. he was Nike, of course. Right. But right, right, yeah. he played in the Thai cheese. He also played in Pumas, um, mm-hmm. and then and then you know he got on the Nike. I think everyone we all kind and of then he got a, for, got the shocks. The shocks, right? Which is yeah. wasn't even a signature shoe for him, but we all we all like you know thought that that was that was the Vince Carter's. You know what I mean? So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, man. So no, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah, uh, Marbury is the one that turned his ankle in the and ones because right. I remember That's I was right. watching the. Yeah, the the doc, and I was like, "Damn, yeah," because right. I mean, look, and one, and one, that's an error, yo. That was an error. Everybody was like, mm-hmm. "Yo, doing the skip to my loo, doing the right. hot sauce right. on the court." I don't yeah. know, I don't know, if, I don't know if you did it, but did you did you ever do the um, the, is it the the one that you dribble and you turn like they, they then you go go on the floor. You know, right, what I'm talking about? right, right. Oh, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. You dribble. And and I felt like every time you go to. Yeah, you like one barrel roll on the one. Yeah, you do yeah. barrel one eighty, and then yeah, man, I, I I definitely tried it, but I was like, you know what, that, that's not for me. That's not for me. But but you know that was an error. I mean, like because they really embraced you know hip hop and and and, and mm. just kind of like that that grainy raw footage. I mean, that was yeah. that was different. That was different. I mean, even though Nike had been in bed with with, with street ball, like they just. They took it to a whole nother level, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, time. and then because you talk about Nike basketball in that time, I, I like, I mean, I love bringing up about back that era, that like 2000 era of mm-hmm. like when they when Nike dropped that the basketball commercial and it just oh right, right that just cemented it at that point the 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 one where they're just dribbling the basketballs, but then after the after that they released. Everyone. Yeah, but after yeah. that, they were just dropping bangers after bangers on that. Um, I don't know if you were – I've talked about it on a previous episode, but, like, there was the KGs. They were dropping, like, the KGs, and it was, like, all these, like, flight-positive, phone-positive mm-hmm. type of mm-hmm. sneakers. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you balled in those, but those are I – don't, I don't know what it was. I th- I've always felt they were a little bit too heavy for me. Of course, of course they were too heavy, but but we don't. What else do we have to play in? Like you know what I mean? Like they they didn't they didn't make like basketball shoes. You know what I mean? Like you know I feel like Kobe really really revolutionized you know uh, like mm-hmm. basketball sneakers. Right, saying like yo I want a low cut. We're like wait what? Like yeah, you want, you want, like you know you want to move around like you're a soccer player on the basketball court. Like like what is this? Mm-hmm. Like you know you're gonna turn your ankle, all that kind of stuff. And then you know now it's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? If you see someone with a like a traditional, you know, kind of high top, yeah, all those shoes were bulky. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we want to talk about the uh, total foam posit max, you know, the Tim Duncan's. Mm-hmm. I mean, but but it was different then because you know they actually had shoes for for, for big men, right? You right. Yeah. I mean? and, and 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 all that kind of stuff, but you know, we didn't know. You know, technology was technology. It was it was the best. 
that that was presented to us at the time. So we just mm-hmm. we just played in it, and we wore it off court too, right? So yeah. I mean, look, I, the book is behind me, but if anybody's listening, please make sure you read 15 basketball, 15 sneakers about basketball. No, wait, 15, I'd have to look it up. Russ Bankston's book. I had Russ on the podcast and I always okay. butcher his damn book. Um, yeah, shout out to Russ, though. OG, yeah. OG, OG, super OG. OG. That's, that's my of, guy. Speaking of Russ, you remember um, when he had that show with uh, Clark Kent? Yeah, on, quick uh, strike. Compli- man, that was my show, man. It's a, it's called the shit. book is called A History of Basketball and Fifteen Sneakers. But he go. talks. A, there's a really interesting story which I'll tell you real quick because okay. I didn't know um, that people were playing in low cut basketball sneakers first, and then they were, and then it was like, oh, we need to think about our ankle support. Right. So when it came back, when Kobe was like, oh, I'm gonna bring back. You know, ankle, like we don't need this this much ankle support. Right. That's when it started this whole shift. But it's there's one story in this, and he told this story on um on a, a book a bookstore a book, he did like a book thing that I went to and mm-hmm. uh, a book signing that I went to, and yep. he told this story which I read in the book, and it's it's crazy because everybody we all, we talk about Nike basketball now, but mm-hmm. uh, there everybody wanted to play in Converse is real bad, so during this time uh this one adidas is trying to you know jump up and and get you know more more basketball players in their realm and mm-hmm. they 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 get a dude to play in their like chuck alternative but the player was like i don't like playing in these so he took off all the signias from his converses and put it onto the adidas like chuck style oh, and they wow. could and he and 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 like they thought he thought he was playing in um oh I have it backwards he was playing in Chucks but he took all the Adidas stuff and put it onto the the Chucks and that's how he got away with it and it was that's like crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that's I probably story. butchered the story I probably butchered the story so please pick up pick up the book I probably just need to pick up the book you know what I mean yeah. nah, I, I appreciate you for, for for putting me on though uh, no that's a good one that's a good one yeah. It's crazy, right? To think that mm-hmm. that's what people were playing in. They're playing in, in in Chucks, and again, like mm-hmm. you know, you just talk about at the time that was the best version of of, of a basketball shoe. Like you just mm-hmm. you don't you don't know any better. Like that's 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 what you're hooping in, and then you know things just change over time. You know, so nah, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, you talk about your introduction uh, to sneakers being basketball, but like, what was your introduction into sneaker culture, and like how like what was that moment where you like I felt like I'm in it, like I'm in it now. Mm. I mean, to be honest, so my older cousin, who who I look at it as being my, my big sister, Nicole, she really introduced me to sneaker culture. Um, and I say that because I, to me, I think like true sneaker culture is, is you just looking at what you like, you buying what you like. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's, you know, this brand. I mean, I know, I think everyone has a lot of Nikes in their collection if, if, they, if yeah. they collect sneakers, right? But, you know, there are other shoes, too, you know what I mean, that, that are super impactful. So, you know, for me, I just wanted to be like her. So, you know, she would have white on white K-Swiss. She would have Air Forces with the gummy sole. Um, then she would be wearing New Balance 996. And, you know, New Balance are critically important to me being from, you know, the DMV, right? Like, I know everyone wants to claim 
you know, New Balance now, but it's like, nah, we've been doing this shit for a very long time without any fanfare, right? right? You know what I mean? So, you know, I would say, like, my introduction to sneaker culture was really her because, you know, she was buying the shoes, but then it was also, like, how she would put her outfits together, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, she would wear her 996s with gray Nautica sweats, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. or, Or a Gap hoodie. Um, she would have Air Max 95s, not the neons, because everyone thinks of, you know, the 95s, the neons mm-hmm. being like the OG color. But, you know, you had the Comets you, and, and, you know, you had the Slate, you know what I mean? So, like, she had the Slate joints and, you know, I would just see how she was pairing them up. So, I, to me, that was my introduction because, you know, she she uh, is from Baltimore, from East Baltimore, right? So, she would come yeah. down and she would just have bags, I mean, bags of kicks, like, athlete foot you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh foot locker you know we Mm -hmm. we would go to uh foot locker after school you know what i mean if i was good she would she would take me to foot locker and it was like being in a museum and 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 seeing all these kicks so really like that was my introduction i think to to sneaker culture i feel like i had a little bit of a Mm -hmm. cheat code you know if anyone has like a a big brother big sister or you know whoever right there someone's putting you on to this you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and for me, before like, the definitely before the internet, right? Definitely you know? before the internet. You know, you know so. the I mean, but you got you got like Baltimore sneaker culture is like one of the I, I, you know, there's always people that credit you know like New York is you know where it started and all that stuff, but where it like really took off is like how embraced you know how much Baltimore really embraced sneaker culture and like mm-hmm. bringing all the different colors of air forces right, air I mean, forces they talked to nike adopted you know the story of it in sneakers recently just to you know push out different colors and stuff right. like that right but, the color of the month right yeah color of the right. month yeah so right. yeah you know we Shut or up. or even clark yeah for real uh mm-hmm. or even you know clark kent uh, telling that story about going to Baltimore for the linens, or mm-hmm. did he go to DC? Something like that. It was one of those, but mm-hmm. it's still DMV proper. Like that right. is, yeah. it's part of it's part of this thing that we love, you know. So right, yeah, right, it, right. It's, you got the cheat code on that. Yeah, <laughs> man. You know, I was I was very fortunate of that. Um, but you know, I think you know that it put me on to just how it's like not just about the shoe, but how you wear it right mm-hmm. it's about how you style it um because i always say like you know we could everyone we could all be wearing the same kicks um which is another thing is now i feel like hey if a shoe is widely available then like suddenly no one wants them right you know what mm-hmm. i mean which which, which is I, I have a huge problem with but yeah you know like sneaker culture i think that was my introduction to it you know what i mean yeah. like seeing her with the rotations multiple pairs i'm like i i, I have like i got maybe two pair of kicks like now I want 10. Now my parents are like, damn it, Nicole, like, wh- what are you doing? What are you doing to our son? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like now he, he just got the J's, but, but now he wants Alan Iverson questions and you know, all that kind of stuff. And they're like, yo, you uh, get yourself a job in the summertime. So you can, you, you can buy multiple pairs. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so what so was, yeah, uh, uh-huh. what, what was your, what was your first job? So first job, First job was actually working retail um, okay. at a store called Mr. Rags. And so, you know, they, they sold it, uh, the name is crazy. I don't know why it was called Mr. Rags, <laughs> but um, 
in Northern Virginia in the Fair Oaks Mall. Um, so mm-hmm. my boy, um, Elliot, he worked there maybe six months prior to me joining. And, you know, we were all into, you know, the the clothing at the time, the, the, the Rockawares, mm-hmm. the Fat Farm, Sean, Sean John, RP55, you know, Mecca. Mecca. Boom. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, you know, you, you know, you know what's going on. So he was like, man, I think like, we're the same know, age, bro. Right. You know, <laughs> we just might be, you know, but, but, but it was funny. He was like, yo, like I got this job and I get, you know, these t-shirts are like 50% off or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, what? So like, you know, you can get your, you can get your clothes, you can get fly and you can make money mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So shit. Then I started working there. Um, but it was funny though, because I thought going in, I would want to buy like everything. But you know, when you're around it mm-hmm. every day, yeah. then you kind of don't want it because you just you see people pick it up or throw it and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I think I may have bought like maybe four or five things from that store. But but that was my first job. It was that, and then working at a basketball camp. You know what I mean? So so those okay, are my okay. first two mm-hmm. first two jobs working um, Mr. Rags, and then um, also uh, working at basketball camp. What was your first job? My first job? My first yeah. job. I worked at GameStop. Oh, there uh, you go. Okay. So yeah. I didn't have until my second job is when I started having that. I don't like I don't really fuck with this stuff, but the right. first job was GameStop. And because I'm so into video games, I was mm. every check I got, I was buying games. That so I felt like okay. I, if I So then I learned that I didn't have to buy every game. Right, because we could just we could just what we would do we would gut the game and I would take it home play it and then bring it back and then we would bring, sell it bring that, that shit back <laughs> yeah 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 so right. or or I would I would buy a game and then because I worked there we could just instantly change it out or return it and so I would right. come through play a game beat the game oh, come back and then so I was doing that okay. a, a lot of that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, were, you were you were very advanced see you you was on the inside you was on the inside inside I mean, jobs I, I, I always you know, i'm like damn how they have all the games you know it's funny like thinking about that remember when you used to be able to trade in multiple mm-hmm. games to get the new one right that that, that would yeah. come out you know what i mean so i did and you could buy used games and all that kind of stuff but yeah you know that was I the racket like, man man i feel like all this stuff comes <laughs> together i'm pretty sure you played a lot of nba live in, in, in oh times. yeah right oh yeah i'm, I'm yeah. i currently play at 2k i'm i'm right. i'm crazy on 2k okay. yeah 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 but, but you remember when <laughs> when nba live was 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 the was the oh yeah shit like we had it i would always be like all right we're gonna put nba live on the councils and we're gonna right. you know we're gonna like in between like working we would all just play nba live throughout the, the night but i mean i mean the right. best one is the one with carmelo on the cover was that 2008 i think mm. or mm-hmm. Is it 2007? I don't know. But that that one is like... I mean, NBA Live at one point was the only game to play until... It was maybe standard. Yeah, maybe until NBA 2K on Dreamcast, I want to say. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Because yep. that, that, that Iverson... It had the AI on the cover. Boom. Yeah, right? that, that yep. Iverson cover. Yep. It had yep. like the crazy soundtrack, too. Like That was just the start of it being like, nah, we, we out of here. I mean, that was that was different, and I was like, damn, I feel like a piece, like so, something in me kind of died, you know what I mean? Because I almost felt wrong for, for wanting to play that, that 2K so much, but I was like, yo, these players, they just look so real, you know what I mean? Like, you know, 
Aeon's cornrows like were just they just look fresh like you know what I mean in <laughs> live yeah. it just it just didn't do it anymore um you know what I mean and then you know they just kind of they kind of lost it but um I mean, they got to bring back yeah. NBA Street. That's all they got to do. I mean, it's, it's EA just all all they have to do is bring back NBA Street, and I think they would instantly make a ton of money just off of NBA Street again. I agree. I agree. NBA Street would be good. Um, listen, we can we can go to the arcade and just play jams. Like we can. <laughs> well, see, like, I we can the, we can the, do that. Like, like I don't need Street. I got jams. That's that's just, that's how I feel. But you know, I respect. See, I like Jam, but I don't like it in the arcade because it's per only because it, it's it's a money grab. It's per quarter you have to every quarter you have to put in more money. So like, this is true. <laughs> that's the only reason I don't like it is because it's like I thought it's like oh it's like a fifty cent game. No, by the time you finish, it's four dollars. Right. Like it is four dollars. <laughs> it is four dollars. Like yeah, like you know you you probably like me. Someone was like pulling you away. Like nah, we're leaving. We're leaving. You're like, can I get one more? Can I get one more game in? Um, but, just asking people be like, yo, right. give me your tokens. I know you're not right. playing like, no more. Give me those tokens. Right, right. Give me them tokens. Like, let me see that. Let me see that right now. Like, that's the same thing with like. Yeah, that's the same thing. It's the same money grab with like Turtles in Time or uh, mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles. Like you, you just be like, all right, come on, I'm one more boss, one more boss. You're like, nah, nah, nah we, all, we all. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, that's so funny. Nah, Jeez, yeah, man. that's cool. That, that's cool. Nah, that, but you know, especially I mean, we reminiscing back then and and stuff like that. But right. the, what is like? Were you a part of? the online sneaker culture did you or, or did you actually my other my my question on top of this is were you doing like lineups or was you just like figuring out other ways to get sneakers like what was your main method man i mean i would do pretty much everything you know it was definitely lineups you know waiting campouts overnight mm-hmm. um you know i remember getting like you know tickets for the new phones that would that would be dropping and, and getting the ticket and then going to sleep in my car for a couple mm-hmm. hours and then knowing at like three in the morning, like that's when the actual lineup will begin. And and it was funny, like, you know, we were copping these shoes at, you know, different malls or whatever. And, and, and you would see some of the older people, shout out to the older people, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. why do so many old people in the mall at like <laughs> four in the morning? They were like literally doing power walk. You know what I mean? Like they had their like jumpsuits on you know, walking like, what are y'all waiting for? You know what I mean? And we're just like some shoes. And they were like, oh, you guys are crazy. So, yeah, like it was that. Um, my goodness, what else was it? You know, I would say like going through some of my other friends who were older, you know, trying to mm-hmm. get hookups from 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 spots, you know, getting cool with, with, with managers. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely copy shit online, you know definitely did that but i was more like a in in person live and direct you know line yeah. up and, and and go and get it but i feel like I've, I've acquired shoes at every different stage in which you could do it you know mm-hmm. um whether it's going oh so now it. you now you now you get sneakers for free now is that's how I you went not. all the way up i do you not all the way up you, you, no, you over no, here no 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 i'm just no no <laughs> I'm not, nike I'm not hits here. you with the email it no, goes, which not. one you want? No, they do not. They do not. If I'm ever hit with an email, it's an invoice that I have to pay for. But so it's not, it's trust me, 
I don't have it like that. But um, listen, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get like you. I've we me and my my we. I've mentioned this before, but we. I always call. I every time I hear somebody like, oh yeah, they just invoice me. I just go, all right. Oh, so you so you invoice boys now. That's what you are. You invoice boys. <laughs> No, that's the no, invoice I boys mean, level. Invoice every, boys levels here, and then it's nah, like, like nah. I think it's like, then it's, then it's after that, it's free sneakers a couple times, and then it's free sneakers all the time. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm definitely <laughs> not in the category of uh, free sneakers all the time, or, or, or really, I mean, I may have gotten like a, a couple pairs for free, but uh-huh. um, you know, I'm, I'm buying all, all, all my kicks, um, you know, um, shit, you know, going to dunk exchanges and and, yeah. and, and and having to you know barter with the people the haggler you know, baby you know the haggling and all that you know <laughs> trying to convince someone like this is why you need to sell this to me mm-hmm. right now like you know like those type of games or shit meetups you know meetups mm-hmm. can get a little get a little dangerous sometimes you know what i mean you don't know you don't know what you're getting yourself into you know so mm-hmm. much but um but what's yeah, the what's I, the what's the worst story of a meetup that you got, or or even a sneaker line. Mm. All right, so this is kind of it's kind of funny. So, or actually, not that funny. It could have turned out to be really bad, but um, I remember waiting outside of Ubik. I want to say 2015, and there was two shoes that came out on the Black Friday. It was um the Aqua Eights, and then uh, the Pusha T uh, Adidas EQTs. The uh, the Black Fridays, you know, the ones that came in the trash yeah. bag. It was like the drug yeah. money and all that. And you, you know, uh, I mean, and you're in Virginia getting this. Well, well, so I was. Or oh, were you? I was in. Philly. Okay, okay. I was in Philly, yeah. right? So, because my 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 pops, he lives in Philly now, even though like mm-hmm. you know, I'm born and raised in Northern Virginia, or whatever. And I got outside probably at like like six thirty, and I knew they were going to open at eight. So everything was super smooth. Um, you know, everyone was respecting the line, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But then there's always like that crew that comes in is like, nah, like y'all getting the fuck out the way. Right. Yeah. So on, on this morning, this big, this big uh, black suburban just pulled up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, and I swear it was like 15, 15, you know, guys that just came out. And uh-huh. you know, they just jumped to the front of the line. So we're just uh-huh. kinda like All right. You know, and, <laughs> and then they were told to get in the back of the line, which caused a lot of drama. You know, they are talking because you know the, the people who at Ubic are trying to make it fair, right? They're like, No, mm-hmm. like these people have been waiting for, for, for their kicks and all that kind of stuff and then that created a lot of turmoil. So then they're in the back of the line and then they're literally, you know, talking crazy about you know mm-hmm. you know anyone who comes out my size like i'm robbing you and all this kind of shit so you know and and you know they showing their hammers and all that kind of stuff i'm just like mm-hmm. damn like do i really need these shoes like right now like you know i, I kind of value my life or whatever but i mean it, it all it all ended up working out well i'm not gonna lie like i did you know end up staying in you know the ubic for like a couple more minutes came out yeah you know, i and, went to yeah you know <laughs> Right, like I mean, like you know, like yo, it's just it's just shoes, man. Like you know, I'm not trying to, you know, lose an arm and a limb o- over this shit. But um, I mean, yeah, that, that's the story that kind of sticks out to me. Um, yeah, man, because they were 
they, they were rolling deep. They were rolling deep. And, you know, like, on, that's like the ugly side of, of shoes, right? That, that, yeah. that we don't want to talk about. You know, people get robbed for them, people getting mm-hmm. jumped for them. And, you know, I'm thankful, like, shit, that didn't happen to me. Um, no, yeah. Like I mean, that, now but... it's, I, w- I will say that now it's a lot better of that. I mean, listen, I got, I was literally at a, sh- a lineup that turned into a fight, at, but I left before the fight. So, like, okay, it's, smart. It's, it's not, like that all the time for you know people listening right now i uh it's i mean a lot of this stuff is just online buying but mm-hmm. when which i kind of hate though i think we need to get yeah. back to that more in person connection i i i like a lineup if it's not like i don't do overnights because i've always either had like a job i'd have to work the next morning and I, like, got I don't i got you, you know i'm not yeah. gonna take off but then i don't then right. i don't have money and then right you know right. all that all yeah. the logistics but all that, all but that, the <laughs> but the but it's like you know you get that camaraderie of like waiting in line but i think a lot mm-hmm. of it now is is mostly just resellers waiting in line and if you're not right. part of part of the lineup for every release you mm-hmm. won't know who's working the, the release right. you go you, like there won't be security guards that will look out for you at that point because right. now they're just like oh nah you know these these dudes is here every release like i gotta right. help them out you know? i gotta like, help so, them out right right yeah and, and that and, and, and that's a whole nother story. You know what I mean? When you get out there and you see everyone with them, uh, big blue Ikea bag. Like, oh my God. You're just like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Damn. That's, that's funny. You know, something I wanted to ask you in relation to mm-hmm. in line. Okay. Well, here's what I'll say. I think was, so I caught a lot of L's not getting shoes, right. You know, mm-hmm. that, that you would line up for, but I think the dopest part of the line, as you said, is just meeting people who are like you. Yeah, you know, I, I've literally met some of the coolest people ever, and we still speak to this day. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And some of us, like, we just we didn't get the shoes, but we we met each other, and and we've been speaking for the last ten, twelve, you know, fifteen mm-hmm. years. So, like, I think like that's the the personal part of of shoes that's kind of going. You know, the pandemic really turned everything yeah. upside down, right? You know, mm-hmm. like, I mean people were already copying shoes online. I mean, people already had like forums of, you know, this mm-hmm. is where you go to get set and said pair. But, you know, now it's just like, I feel like the culture is kind of, kind of missing. So that's when I like it when, you know, there's certain stores where just do a regular, you know, lineup, yeah. you know, first come first serve, first come first serve and, yeah. and, and all that. And it's, it's even better when, you know, the people at the sneaker shop may come out and, Mm-hmm. you know maybe give you know the first 50 people like donuts like hey like mm-hmm. you know let's let's kind of build with that community because yeah. not everyone's gonna win right but but they'll always right. remember they're always gonna remember like all right we were treated well it was mm-hmm. a fair process and yo, know, like you end up connecting with people and then you know they yeah. may put you on to some some other shoes that you didn't get that day but you know so i mean I think because like now I'm starting to notice because I'm starting to become friends with store owners, which is mm-hmm. it's weird. I've never that's been... a flex. That's a flex. You telling me about invoices and stuff like that? No, but it's not. It's sound, not leading to sound like it's the... sound like you're doing pretty good out here. I'm talking about I'm no. friends with store owners and, and no, but it, 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 store owners. I mean, I'm I'm I'm. I'm exaggerating. I'm, it's more just the GMs. I'm nah, friends with nah, GMs. You can't, you can't. Oh my god, the general man. <laughs> so the general but, manager, but, that, that's very important that's a good relationship to have anyway the yeah, right right but 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 uh there are you know i'm talking to people and it's a lot of more of just 
I'm realizing that the people that we grew up collecting sneakers with are becoming in coming into spaces where they are the ones being like, you know what, we can make these changes that we're talking about now, you know, about, mm-hmm. oh, we want more civilized lineups. We want more lineups. We want less resellers. Right. We want people who are going to wear the sneakers, post about the sneakers, not just mm-hmm. put them on go and try to get rid of them, you know? Right. So right. I, I think we're, I think we're at the circle because I, like I, the way I, I, I look at sneaker culture or anything that deals with a passion is is we come through in a circle of like we're gonna come back to the point that where we fell in love with it and that's mm-hmm. when the new fan the new f- people that truly appreciate this stuff will jump in again and mm-hmm. I think we're almost at the cusp of it because you know post pandemic I think pandemic like burst this bubble where mm-hmm. people were just like oh I just have to be online to be part of this now it's like oh, we're, we're out of the pandemic. Now we're, everybody's buying sneakers that they want. And all the resellers are kind of look, are like, you know, they're, they're the ones that are realizing like, oh, we're not in that high of demand anymore. So the people that are just don't, the people that are going to sell sneakers that always been selling sneakers, you know, like your 23 pennies, your, mm-hmm. who I had on this podcast, like resellers that have been buying and selling sneakers or before- like yeah. yeah, like PG, like before all this stuff was happening, they're right. the people that are stay true, and because they had their business model when stuff was blowing up, they didn't go, "Oh snap, now I'm gonna jump in and jump in," like you know, right. Right. you know, I'm gonna make videos and do this. Right. Like, right. they just still did the, did their thing, and so right. we're past that moment, and now we're gonna be up into where, you know, the brands are gonna start being a lot more selective of the amount of inventory they're going to push out. So now people are like, okay, now I got to make conscious decisions. I got to save my money. I got to do this. And mm-hmm. we're and and now we're just going to come back into like, all right, people want to listen to stories and talk about sneakers and be part mm-hmm. of this community. So that's why I think mm-hmm. we're coming through. And because of that, the people that started with us are getting into positions like working in brands mm-hmm. like Nike, like mm-hmm. New Balance and mm-hmm. or Saucony and mm-hmm. working with people who also oh, you call it Saucony. So, I didn't mean to, I got to interrupt you for a second because back in the day, <laughs> did you call it Stockton or did you call it Sakoni? Because no. I know Sikoni. I call it. Okay, Sikoni. all right, okay. That's what yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Right. Okay, because <laughs> similar to me. Okay, I didn't mean to jump in, but. You know, <laughs> no, 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 you good. As, 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 as always, a joke. I'm like, yo, when did we start yeah. calling it Sakoni? Like, it's Sakoni. Um, I'm like, what should we I mean, I know I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. We started calling the Saucony when they started advertising to us. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I know. That, I mean, funny. I mean, I got these right here. I got the J tips right there. Ah, so, there you go. There you go. So that's what's up. That's what's up. But yeah, I mean, Shoot. once, the, yeah, the once they once they started, you know, talking to us and being like, "Yo, we we working with designers that you like." Like then, right. that's when we were like, "Yo, all right, all right, Saucony, mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. Saucony." Put some respect on the name. Right. Yeah. The the brand reps is like, actually, it's called Saucony. I'm like, all right. Um, But uh, yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, like kind of going to a full circle, which is, I guess, like sneaker culture. So, all right. So to double back, you know, the resellers that we're talking about, CC, they're different because they actually have like real inventories, Mm -hmm. right? You know what I mean? They can afford the overhead of having, you know, these pairs but mm-hmm. they go way deeper right because right. you know for every hot shoe that comes out they got some like if you, if you look at pg's story i mean you're gonna see a lot of gems in there mm-hmm. 
you know what I mean? Um, or, you know, some, some of the other people that, that we mentioned it and, you know, some, I would say like some of these new age resells, they get in like, Hey, I'm all about people building their business, but it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to sustain because even the people that they're selling to, they're not even real sneaker lovers themselves. They just right kind of, yeah. and it's fine, but it's like, you know, I know that like certain people are just going to be here for the moment. And then when they, I don't know, they'll just go on to something else. Right. Yeah. I think it's like, uh, it's like the equivalent of just you make your money and you leave and it's like right. you just don't care about the impact or the culture. So it's just right. like they're just vultures in my opinion or leeches. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I say this, like it's it's better to sell sneakers and, you know, maybe get involved in, in whatever. No, I, yeah, that's not what I'm talking that. about. Right. Yeah, yeah. But 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 yeah. I'm no. not talking about just like the act of buy, sell, trade. I'm talking about I'm going to open up a store. Right. And I'm going to just, you know, oh, I'm a, or, or I'm a, I'm a do mystery packs. Like, right. like, you know, stuff like that. Right, like right, right, where right, 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 right. you're over here trying to figure out ways to, right. to keep the store, the door open because you didn't have a real passion for it. You know, of course. Well, you know, like yeah. if I go into those stores and like 60% of your, your shoes are, 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 are dunks, you know, that came out between like 2020 and 2022, I'm like, I'm out, you know, like, I just, <laughs> I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot, but I get it. You got you got to run a business as well. Like I, I I like those stores that have some of the gems mixed in with some of the good stuff. You know what I mean? That's what I, yeah. you know, always appreciate it. And yeah, like I think it's an interesting time for for shoes. Like you talk about the kind of the sneaker culture resetting. Me personally, I feel like people are just tired of catching L's. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're tired of they're tired of not getting shoes. So now mm-hmm. people are like, you know what? I'm gonna just wear just shoes that I can put together with with a lot of different fits which is not mm-hmm. really good for the resellers because those hype shoes, you know, is, is what everyone kind of used to kind of, you know, gravitate towards. Right. But yeah. I think that when the hype shoe isn't hype anymore. Yeah. Right. The, I mean, the, the Panda dunk craze, I think just right. pushed it to the new, this other level where now that they're not able, resellers are not able to capitalize on the, on a dunk or in a specific colorway or, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it's like, now they're like, what do I pivot to? And it's, and brands are slowing down the, or either they're either slowing down the amount of collabs that are coming out, or they're just putting a lot of, you know, excess, you know, uh, uh, um, amounts of out. Cause like, if you look at the Amon Manier drop, right that drop was like a lot of pairs i felt like almost everybody got either one colorway that was talking about the fives you're talking about the fives yeah the fives okay yeah yeah yeah. the fives that just dropped and and it you can i i consider it a hype shoe because it is an amon manier drop but Mm -hmm. at the same time Mm -hmm. it's like it has a message it talks to people Mm -hmm. and at the same time it's like everybody who wanted it pretty much got it that i've seen and i agree then it's and it, and then it's and then it's it's on to this. I mean, this by the time of this recording, uh, Joe Freshgood is dropping his belly mm-hmm. uh, inspired right. drop, and and mm-hmm. that's being talked about a lot. So Big you know, time. we're getting, a, yeah. you know, we're I think we're getting a lot more space in between drops in terms of just like hype drops, and mm-hmm. in between that, people are just like, okay, I can I don't have to go for this, I don't have to go for that, I can get right. this. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, you know, a, a blazer and I could still get mm-hmm. off my black and white fit off, you know, something like right. that, you know, exactly. So, yeah. Like you said, easy to wear shoes, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, 
um, yeah, I mean, I was talking to somebody and it was like, yo, like, I stopped wearing kicks because I just couldn't get anything. So I just wear these, you know what I mean? I think that's where you get, mm-hmm. like, right now, the Samba craze, you know what I mean, where mm-hmm. everyone, the Sambas, they continuously sell out, the, the white pair, the black pair, and, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you see collabs with them. But, yeah, you know, it's just it's just interesting. Um, but I think, like, these collabs that are coming out, like, if you don't have, like, a real story behind it, I think you, you're going to lose people's attention quick, fast, mm-hmm. in a hurry. You know what I mean? If we talk about Ama Munir, you know, James and them, you know, every time they release a shoe, it's they got a whole film, like a little mini right, film yeah. to go along with it. I mean, they they really, like, go go deep. But, you know, if you were going to Hype Beast every week where they talk about the hottest shoes of the week, there's I would say maybe like 40% of the of the top 10 is the collab. And, mm-hmm. you know, they'd say like, here's a reason why you should buy the shoe, but they're not really giving you a reason. You know what I mean? There's nothing else behind right. it, you know? Yeah. Um, there's no, there's no connection. You're not able to build a right. connection with it. You right. know, right. the, and I mean, like we could bring it back to like, we're back in the day where we were just looking at sneakers and they were represented by a basketball player right. or right. a, a team driven. color. Right. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. one of those where you can, you, the instant connection is that's my favorite player. I'm going right. to buy it. That's my favorite that's team it. color. I'm going to bear it and buy Same it. Deal. And then, that's it. yeah, my biggest thing is that a lot of people are not displaying their personal connection with the shoe. They're just letting brands tell them what their connection with the shoe should be now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think, you can have both in the, especially on the internet, you can have both, right. but the, the, the problem is that not too many people are doing that, you know? And I think that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, conversations like this or conversations online where, you know, back and forth need to be happening on a, I want to say it like a more common level, because I think we've come, we're coming out of, and I want, I'm hoping we're coming out of this mm-hmm. area of this era where people who disagree with you instantly want to just fight with you about that. They, they just think that like, no, you're wrong when, it, when you're like, Oh, we're both just having a conversation. Right. I like something that you don't like, you know, right. like it's fine. It's okay. Right. Let me right. tell you why I like it though. And right. we can move on from there. And it's because I think what hype sneakers have brought into the sneaker culture is that we all accepted hive, like hive mind, like uh, thinking and, that creates like uh just just a way of being like oh if you don't like this new hype shoe that's coming out then you're wrong and you're bad you have bad taste and it's just like chill out like <laughs> i cannot yeah. like it it's fine i cannot <laughs> right right i don't have to like everything that that comes out you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i could be over here wearing this while you know you're over over there doing that but yeah you know this is this is different but i you know also it's kind of that rinse and repeat thing too right i mean if you think about it like what in the pandemic we're all at home for the most part we're all on our phones and you know mm-hmm. you, you see hidden any kind of like uh tan kind of off-white kind of cream color looking shoe was like the shit i think those um you know stussy like spiridons right mm-hmm. were, were were a hit that year and then and then everyone yeah. had to have them right and it was like almost like you're crazy if you like the silver and black it. pair, I'm like, yeah. I like that pair. Cause I can pair them with my outfits more. Like I'm, I can't go like, you know what I mean? Like I see everyone with, with, with the other pair and I'm like, yo, like your joints are pretty much dogged out. 
You know what I mean? Because you went to the bar and people spent, you know, like, I don't know. I think about that kind of stuff. I'm like having the right shoe for the right moment and not trying to force it. But, you know, I'm kind of rambling right now. But, you know, I I think that the the, the, the algorithm, you know, kind of feeds into that. Listen, I'm I'm going to tell you I'm the outlier because ever since I started collecting sneakers, that color palette was my favorite. Like that, like off white brown mm-hmm. color palette. Like mm-hmm. I, I will show you after we get off of this. I could show you. I have a pair of yeah. uh, Stussy Vans that okay. from like 2004 or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're like real mm-hmm. old. Right. And after that, I was just like, oh god, I, I want to buy like six different right. sneakers that are like this colorway, like right. this cream right. colorway. Right. And every time I see a, a cream sneaker, I'm like, maybe I need it. That's like the yeah. only, That's the, the the only like color that like gets right. me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but so so you were you were way ahead of your time with that, but it was something that was personal to you. But but you know that like that really took off. Really took off, you know, a, a couple of years ago. So yeah, you know, I just I just I just think it's interesting, you know. But uh but yeah. No, but stuff. I definitely wanted to touch on because you know, Sean mentioned that you and him do critical race mm-hmm. theory together. Mm-hmm. And right. um love to for you to explain like the idea behind it and mm-hmm. and also just you know touch on a little bit of osd as well yeah so critical lace theory obviously play on words you know if, if anyone's been paying attention right now you know that we're in unfortunately we're in that era right where it seems like we're just kind of reversing shit mm-hmm. right so if you think about critical race theory and how that's being pulled out of curriculum, mm-hmm. you know, it seems like we're going backwards and not forwards. Like we're not kind of telling that hundred percent honest truth about mm-hmm. society, about yeah. why we are where we are today. You know what I mean? History mm-hmm. is, is is very important, and, and that's disheartening. I'm not going to name any states, but I think you know, <laughs> you know, some of those uh, you know big 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 players in that. Um, but you know, so so the whole idea for critical race theory is, is really to kind of get back to, to that essence of, of, of having people have a platform where they can tell their story, the people behind, you know, the shoes or behind the product. So, you know, mm-hmm. this, this platform, this podcast isn't really about, oh, what shoe do you have on? Again, I love, you know, looking at shoes all day, but I feel like, you know, we kind of reached our, our peak in that, you know, we don't need to, you know, talk about like the, the latest rundown of what's coming out next week. You know, this platform is going to be really based off of uh, the people behind the products that maybe look like you and I that really don't have a voice because, you know, the brand kind of sucks up all that energy. They, they take up all that all that energy. And and I tell people all the time, it's like, hey, you know, if Hove drops a new single, we know who produced it. You know what I mean? If Beyonce right. does, we know who produced it. How come when we see a garment or we see a pair of kicks, we don't know who designed it? I mean, there's way more designers than Tinker. Yeah. that are out here you know what i mean like do you know who you know is the person behind walker wear you don't know who walker you know you, you don't know about april walker like you know what i mean so like these yeah. things we, we just want to make sure that you know we're kind of setting the table to for people to tell authentic stories and how kind of like the culture has has been kind of built over the years so so that's what really what critical lace theory is about is 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 giving people their platform, giving them their flowers to tell their authentic story about how they got into the game, you know, their designs behind, you know, product and, and really like where they see things going in the future. And um, 
yeah, so, you know, really excited about that. And also, I would say it's not just connected to actual shoes. I think with that name, you can go a lot of different places. So it's kind of right. that intersection of, of music, hip-hop, rap, and footwear or, or clothing and how that is all kind of intertwined. You know what I mean? Like, how does that all come together? And, and I think a lot of times, like, we, 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 we miss out on that. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, we're just hoping to turn up the frequency um you know with that and hopefully people leave like oh man i learned something um Mm -hmm. you know there's a whole bunch of people that are part of this industry maybe you figure out different ways to be a part of it we're all consumers Mm -hmm. but to actually be a part of it is something different you know a lot of times you know people would rather us to just be buying the shit right but they really want you in it they don't really tell you how to Mm -hmm. get in it so that's another piece of it. You know, we want people to come away with some game like, all right, you know, I, I could do this or um, so. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's critical lace theory in, in, in a nutshell. So I'm excited. Um, and then, you know, as far as um, OSD, obsessive sneaker disorder, you know, that's something that Sean and D have have, you know, since what, 2007, you know, first sneaker podcast, really. Um, so I'm excited to be a part of that. And there's a whole like educational element to it where, you know, people being taught of how they can get into the industry from a non-design perspective, you know, so that's, you know, alive and well. And um, yeah, you know, so just excited for a lot of things coming. So shout out to Sean and shout out to uh, D for sure. No, yeah, for sure. I still got to come through and, uh, and oh, yeah. see the the actual offices, right. you know. That's right. And Dumbo, um, yeah, please pull up, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I do, yeah. I do. I got to do that. All right, so I got to ask you one last question before we head on out of here. All right. And this question involves with a little bit of you visualizing, right? So I want you to think about that moment when you were back about to open that Concord 11 box, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're you, right now you, b- behind yourself, as they're about to open that box, what would you tell your younger self? Mm. Shit. Funny enough, I would say treat your shoes with more respect. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like that's what I would probably, that's a, probably the first thing that comes to my mind because, ooh, I dogged them joints out. You know what I mean? Um <laughs> That's I, I, that's the one thing I'm like you know take take better care of your kicks man you know what I mean um, you know stuff those shoes when when you're done wearing them you know maybe clean them every 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 now and then you know these are things that uh-huh. I didn't even think of um, so that would probably be the first thing I, I I would say to my 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 younger self but I would probably just say like hey enjoy this you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I would, I would probably tell myself, which is something I still try and tell myself to this day is that there's no greater joy than, than putting the pair on. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, for people getting into shoes, people are so afraid to wear shoes and it's like, you know, mm-hmm. shoes blow up, you know, um, there's a shelf life for, you know, the shoe, right? Like you, you need yeah. to wear your, you need to wear your kicks. So, so those are probably, some of the things I would tell like my, my younger self is like, don't be afraid to wear them, you know? And I tell people all the time, like, you know, there's people driving $250,000 cars off the lot and you're afraid to put on mm-hmm. these shoes. Like, come on, like just nah, wear them yeah. damn things. You know what I mean? So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, those are some of the things I'll probably tell my, my, my former self, <laughs> just enjoy it. Just enjoy like, it. Man. 
I'm, I'm pretty sure he dogged them because he enjoyed it. So you guys, you, yeah, you guys, I mean, you know, he did, but, 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 you know, like, you know, I could have, I could have been better than that. I didn't like going to, you know, camp and everyone had the fresh joints on. The minds were just cooked, but, but hey, you know, it, it, it is, it is, it is what it is. But yeah, those are some of the things that come to my mind. So yeah, yeah, for real, yo, thank you so much for jumping on. Uh, Marcus and yes. for everybody out there you know we say each week wear your kicks peace peace, peace.